Welcome to the Mile High Podcast. We are your guides through sordid tales of pop culture, drugs, and saying the word fuck a lot. Our show is best experienced under the influence of cannabis. So now is your cue to light up. Now remember, drugs are dangerous, so please don't hurt yourself or your loved ones. But do subscribe. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Mile High Podcast. My name is James Thomas, and with me as always is my partner in crime, Dave. What's up, Dave? How you doing, man? What's up, man? It's uh, been a long time since we've uh, seen each other, let alone like on the computer, but let, we haven't seen each other in person in forever. Yeah. So it's nice to see your face. It's good to see you, too. It's good to see you, too, man. I see you're outside. You're probably pretty fucking cold right now. Uh, this is my kind of weather, bro. This is perfect for me. I got a hoodie and some shorts on. I am living pretty good. I can hear the rain a little bit through my headphones. Hopefully it's not coming through too much uh, yeah. for, from my microphone, but uh, it's perfect out here for me. We'll see if the band starts playing in my garage later, and we'll see if that takes <laughs> up too much noise because I live with a band. Um, anyhow, ladies and gentlemen, this is the final episode of the Mile High podcast in its current form. And we, you know, maybe specials, who knows? But for the most part, the podcast that we set up, we're finishing today. Um, and so that's what we're here to do. We're here to talk about that and uh, kind of look back on the past. And it wasn't because we don't like doing it, we love doing it, but it was kind of a uh, kind of a boxed in subject as it was anyhow and some of the funnest yeah. things that we did were so far out of the scope of weed so i you know <laughs> yeah and uh life just kind of got in the way yeah. so life uh, is very different for the both of us since uh we started this show was like three years ago i think we just came up on our third anniversary uh, yeah. of the show and I, when we were talking about this i was like you know we could wrap in uh like chris or mel even santori uh but i thought it was kind of appropriate that uh, it was just the two of us to close us out so it's nice nice just chatting with you because you know this whole thing started with james uh our friend d and i like sitting around a table in d's backyard and just talking to shit talking pop culture smoking weed uh right. we've been doing that shit since we we're like 16 years old um and so I thought it was pretty appropriate that uh, it was just James and I that closed in out tonight. So, yeah, no, it makes sense. And it's, yeah, it's something that we've just always kind of done. And it's, you know what, and when we were all locked in a lockdown and everything, and we definitely helped us through all of that and we still love yes. our weed. Yes, it did. But work, work in the world keeps, uh, keeps coming back. So we'll, uh, We'll see yeah, what happens yeah. with it. But yeah, it was, we'll have a remember when section of this uh, podcast. But uh, you know, we this uh, this show ended up being way more than I ever could have imagined. I mean, we have a podcast network. We have a bunch of shows on it. Yeah. Um, this yeah, is just, just because, a bunch. Of, yeah, just because this is going, just because the Mile Podcast is going, does not mean Trucking Pacific is going anywhere. Trucking Pacific still exists out there. We have a lot of people who want to do creative things and we help make a creative outlet for him. Dave and I are creative people. We will most likely either independently or collaboratively on Trucking Pacific have some other creative fashion of the things that we do over time. But yeah, just because this is going, 
the whole system is still kind of there. So, yeah. What are you smoking, Dave? Man, I, uh, so this is going to be a really long answer to a very short question. Um, so I, when I first started the, the Mile High podcast with you, James, like I was working at Starbucks. I was, uh, just a fan of weed, but, um, you know, we had uh, an episode of uh, Ask the Expert with my homegirl, Courtney Gunn. She's like, yeah, man, we, you know, it's never too late to get into the industry. Um, so that inspired me to leave my job at Starbucks, which was like the first of many changes around this time. Uh, and so now I am fully in the, the cannabis world and uh, I love it for the first time in many, many years. I am in love with my job. I love what I do. And one of the best perks of it is I get fucking samples from weed companies. Um, so right now I'm smoking a, a sample of uh, Tropic Diesel from this company called Summit. They have a beautiful frosty flowers that they send us. Um, I highly recommend that very much. Um, so that's what I'm smoking. I'm smoking some uh, Tropical Diesel from Summit. Nice. You, James? I am smoking um, some Grape Dreams. It's a vape pen that I got from uh, Livewell because they had a deal on them and I was buying cheap weed. If you want to buy cheap weed, go to Livewell. Or you can go to Green Dragon because we have cheap weed there too. Our Green Dragon has cheap weed too. Uh, What's funny is that um, that since that you're smoking carts and shit, like I was never much of a cartridge guy, never much of a gummy guy, but in the situation I'm in or in you know my life now uh very different than when we started like very different than when they started um i don't have the ability to smoke a bunch of weed i just don't like i have a bunch of um i have a little kid with me now i have uh, a new family dynamic here um so i just i don't have the time and i don't have the space to smoke i can't smoke inside my place i don't have my office anymore so I have really come to rely on uh, cartridges. Um, I have also really gone into gummies. So uh, wild gummies, dialing gummies, they're fucking fantastic. Um, I really like green dot cartridges. Um, They don't burn your throat. They're a live resin product. They don't use any like butane or ethanol to pull the THC out. So um, I am also dealing with long-term COVID um, so like, I don't hardly smoke too much or vape anymore just because it's been fucking up my lungs real bad. Um, so I've re- really, really had to rely on gummies and thankfully gummy technology is far superior than what it was when we first started. So, yeah, no, the, well, I agree with that and vape technology as well. I think both of For them sure. are I mean, when we first got our like red cards and shit, like there's no vape, there was like three strains of weed, right. um, maybe some homemade gummies or some homemade, uh, baked goods. And that was about it. In like the last like eight to ten years, we have just like amazing array of products, and we don't even we have this massive store, and we carry a shit ton of products, and we don't even carry probably half of what's out there. I mean, uh, there's wild. just so much to choose from. That's wild. Yeah, no, it's a fun, uh, it's a fun world if you like weed in Colorado right now, and weed kind of absorbed your world. Well, so what have you been up to? I mean. We kind of touched in it a little bit. So the last time we saw each other in this section was maybe what six months ago, something like that. Yeah, is that not reason? longer. Yeah, yeah, probably, yeah. It was uh, you know, several months ago. Um, yeah, yeah. 
What's been new in your life, man? Um, well, um, my kid is a fucking high schooler right now. That is blowing my mind. He's this is homecoming week. He goes to Smoky Hill High School. Uh, great right. fucking kid. Um, uh, Robert, Rob, Robert is smoking some Mandarin cookies and some Spage Age cake wax. Uh, Mandarin cookies is one of my favorite strains right now. I mean, the shit that we have up in Colorado is Mandarin cookies is fucking bomb as shit. Um, uh, I, my wife and I, we split about, I don't know what, a, probably about eight months ago or so. Um, I have uh, a new relationship that I'm in. Well, not really new. We've been together for a while now and we're living together and we, I have a, a little girl that I look after every, every couple weeks. And that's been, uh, a lot of fun uh just seeing dante become a a big brother has been really cool um working at green dragon um just you love getting out of it you love so like do you love the fact that when you started this whole process you were working at starbucks and like you i mean you were fine you would have worked at starbucks forever if you yeah 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 and And then uh that's one of the that's a really good point and a really good question is like you know what where we would have been had we not started the show um i'm a creative person and james i know you're just the same way like we're super creative people and we needed an outlet right. and i had uh, put out a couple books but like i wanted to just keep on creating and the podcasting was really uh, a conduit for me to create so um, whether it was coming up with show outlines or whether it was editing the show, putting them together, putting them up on uh, like YouTube and shit, like learning all the, the stuff on how to do the editing, how to do right. the uh, podcasting. Like that was super fascinating. So it satisfied my curiosity to learn on top of that. Like it satisfied my curiosity to create or my desire to create. Um, I would have been totally happy working at Starbucks and I do have, I do miss it a little bit. Uh, mostly because the insurance is way better at a multi-billion-dollar company versus, uh, sure. you know, a, a weed company that has about you know seventeen to twenty stores around the the state. Right. Um, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, it, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, but I, for like I said, for the first time in forever, man, I enjoy going into work, man. Uh, there's still the same kind of things that you deal with on a day-to-day basis. You know, people not showing up or um you know doing dog and pony shows for when the bosses stop by but starbucks is the same way and i was at a point where i was just kind of so mentally burnt out and physically burnt out for the most part uh just doing food service i've been doing that shit since i was 16 uh working at course field and i've never really (coughs) relented i've been working in food service and this is like the first time in my life where i really don't have to uh do any kind of words food service work and uh, a, I'm much happier for it, thankfully. Yeah, that's like a gift. Like, yeah. And, and but the weird thing is, I almost considered going back to being a deli manager at one point because the only thing about food service is I know it so well. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah, absolutely. It's 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 simple. It it works mentally. Um, but yeah, it getting out of it's like a whole new world. Yeah, and that's <laughs> the thing. Like, so uh, I had a uh, I left Lova. I went to Lova for a little bit, and I left Lova. And I was like, I was really uh, dissatisfied with how that company was run. And nothing against Courtney. I mean, Courtney is a fucking rock star in the cannabis world in Colorado. And she's doing right. an amazing job there. Um, but 
some decisions they made I wasn't really thrilled with. And I've, I've been a manager for fucking decades at this point. And like, they didn't give me an ability to like, actually manage and help their company improve. Um, so I was kind of frustrated. I'm like, is this what cannabis is going to be? And so I took a job in back in food service and I, it took me all of two days of smashing burgers. Um, if you guys have an idea of where I went to work for a couple of weeks, um, it took me two days of smashing burgers to fucking throw out my back like so bad that I had to take multiple days off of work. And at that time I was just like, no, nah, I can't, yeah. I could, I, I, I tasted getting out of food service and then once I got that taste, man, I couldn't go back. I couldn't go back to that world. I suppose I could if, like, you know, shit, like, really crumbled around me. But um, I am pretty happy with the trajectory. I'm doing well. My store is awesome. It's one of the busiest uh, company or busiest stores in all of Colorado. Um, my team is great. The product we're getting is really nice. So um, I don't foresee any major kerfuffle coming up. But, uh, you know. You always got to be prepared and food service is kind of like that, that safety blanket. Yeah. If right. some shit were to happen, I know I can go to pretty much any food service company and like, Hey, I've been a food service manager for 20 years. Give right. me a job and pay me well. Right. No, that's, that's I wish I had the, I'm sorry. I'm going to interrupt you. I wish I had the balls that our buddy D has because that dude has been through like five different jobs in the last year. And he just is like, he'll just go and like, Hey, this is, if you pay me this amount of money, I'll leave and come to you. Sure. And the other company's like, yeah, we'll pay you that. And then he like goes there and then another company offers him more. And he's like, I'm going to go there. Like, I don't have people like knocking down my walls or anything or d- knocking down my doors, trying to pay me more money, but. Well, uh, hopefully been, one day. and that's something that they talk about, you know, Mel's always been very good at that better than I have, even when uh, applying for jobs, you know, when somebody offers me something, they're like, we'll offer you this. I'm like, thank you. Thank you for offering me that. And I don't counter. I don't play that game. But D and Mel, they're the kind of people that do it. It works out more than it doesn't, quite honestly. You know, I can quit a job as good as they can, but I can't talk my way in <laughs> yeah. to a job. I kind of stumble ass backwards <clears throat> into a lot of things. Um, so, yeah. But, yeah, no, he's able to do that quite a bit. I want to say what's up to Santori. Uh, Santori just joined us. Uh, we haven't seen that guy in a while, so we want to say what's up to him. What, up, uh, what, what you been up to, James? So yeah, no. So I, you know, I've been, I've just been working in uh, healthcare and doing all that shit. And I got a band living with me. It's called Serpent Milk Official on TikTok. It's Dalton and his crew of people. I, I basically I'm Mrs. Garrett to a bunch of kids between the ages of 18 and 21 so that's what i do here but since we've been gone what i one thing i did do that i definitely want to talk to you about is i did go to disney world and i finally went to star wars yeah nice uh i really really enjoyed the way they designed it i enjoyed rise of the resistance uh the Millennium Falcon was cool. You know what I mean? Like, but that feels like something that you had to ride like multiple times. Like there was a ride that uh Buzz Lightyear's spin. Yeah. And, Is that the one where you like shot, like yeah. you went through and you like were shooting the little guns and stuff? Yeah, yeah. The Buzz Lightyear, uh Toy Story Midway Mania, Men in Black. There are rides that you do repeatedly 
to become professionally better at it. And when you work at those places, you, all of us who worked there were best at those kind of rides because we rode them so many times. That's what I feel about the Millennium Falcon. It was cool to go through. It was neat to do. The ride felt very quick and it felt like it would be a completely different experience had I practiced it a few different times before I done it. You know what I mean? Or was with the team. I was a pilot. Mel was a pilot. I was chewy. And uh, so that one was cool. But fucking Rise of the Resistance is that a sick. dope ass ride. It's, yeah, really, it's, it's so hard to describe. Like Mel at one point was like, are we in the line still? What's going on? Because it's such a multi- multi-part ride and it's i mean i could tell you exactly what happens but it doesn't even feel like you would describe that i mean what do you think of rise of the resistance oh, dude i it was great i loved it i loved every second of it um you are so immersed into it like you said you have no idea if you're still in queue right. um this is one of the only rides i've ever been to where like the cast members from disney are part of the stories and they're like telling you like get around like do this do that they're ordering around and if you like start fucking around like they're they're from the empire so they take no shit so they will like you know snap at you tell you get in line um and then like the fact that you go through so many different layers of this you go from being on a planet to being in a starship to dropping down and heading back to the planet um i thought the animatronics were a little silly um but that was because they were still in like the kind of uh, beta testing phase when I went. So I'm sure they made plenty of improvements since then. Um, I think well, cut out that wall and shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, no, I, the animatronics. It's, it's, it's hard because the animatronics aren't their best animatronics, but I think they also knew it didn't have to be, you yeah. know what I mean? Because yeah. they're like, we did all this other stuff. There's, fucking 50 stormtroopers over there shut the fuck up is basically <laughs> how they say but the ride vehicles smart they've uh disney has really learned how to work in their uh, virtual or their queues their mm-hmm. queue systems with the pre-shows because i also did and i know you didn't get a chance to do this i also did uh guardians of the galaxy um cosmic rewind which is their new roller coaster as, at epcot and that shit is dope. It's basically the best way I can explain it is it's Space Mountain, but your um, your part of the car can rotate 360 degrees. That's cool. That's and and cool. you know Disney, they're gonna point you to a specific show scene they want you to see while the roller coasters. It's just it's a super. I rode like three times and I paid the extra $15 to get like an extra pass to go on it. Nice. So worth it. Yeah. But yeah, no, I really, uh, yeah. I wanted to discuss like MGM studios, like besides star Wars, what did you think of that whole thing was the railway open when you went runaway railway? Um, the Mickey and me. No, that one was still under construction. What else? Yeah. I, we spent a good time in, uh the star wars land which is cool we didn't we spent a whole day in epcot but it was like the food festival so it was just we we did like one ride when we were there and then the rest was just uh uh eating there then we went to the magic kingdom and then just kind of you know did the haunted mansion and did space mountain stuff like that um 
we went like right like literally two weeks before covid shut the world down like disney literally shut down two weeks after we were there um so we were very fortunate to have been there and been to universal um this is gonna be a hot take bro i still enjoyed universal more than disney i'm a rides guy i'm not an atmosphere kind of guy so like going to harry potter um living i love harry potter here um my kid and i we are really into harry potter um i can also separate the art from the artist so i don't need any shit about uh jk rowling and the path that she's going on uh Mm. but we just we love harry potter uh universal did a great job Uh, i really think a lot of star wars took from harry potter land um and then on top of that like Universal just has a bunch of like really fun thrill rides, and I like the rides. I like going to amusement ride and going on the rides. So I'm not more of like a characters kind of guy. So like that shit doesn't entertain me. Going on loop to loop roller coasters, that's the kind of thing I'm into. My argument would be purely on uh, if you like rides and you're in Central Florida, Universal's are all right. Harry Potter, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter is amazing. Pandora doesn't catch up, keep up with it fucking um batu doesn't keep up with it you know star wars neither of them keep up with the immersion of harry potter with that said i think the rest of the park is kind of like eh. halloween horror nights dope as shit but the rest of the park kind of eh. if you want rides the roller coasters at bush gardens in tampa florida are the dopest roller coasters out there they've got like 12 of them they're badass um but yeah, no, I like a lot of people like Universal, and I, and I totally respect that. I spent a lot of time at Universal too, but I'm Disney through and through, man. Yeah, I the Rat Tattoo ride, the Tattoo ride was dope. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get to that one either. They didn't have that shit. I I would love to go back and see the Princess and the Frog. Um, how they've changed that, I would love to see that. But oh yeah, um, I want to give a couple shout outs here real quick, man. Uh, I want to say hi to my mom and dad, who's our our season sponsors. Uh, who've been with us since the first episode. I want to say uh, hello to them. Uh, Rob Roberts, I uh, want to say what's up to him again. Uh, he says that he's not been to Disney in, in years. Uh, I have not been to Disney in years, but I have been about 30 times, so kind of bored with it. Probably a lot better now. Well, That's yes, it's better than it was 30 years ago. I'm I, I, working there in Santori knows this. You, I, oh, I've been there a bazillion times. I, you think I would I would get bored of it, but I don't. I'm really I really buy into it. I went through traditions, which is for those of you who don't know, is like Disney brainwashing. It's what you go to the first day, and uh, like <coughs> it, it's great. A friend of mine were at the parks together that was a skipper with me, and she and I mentioned traditions, and then we both pointed at each other with two fingers, and then we laughed and high five because Disney's all about point. Doesn't matter cultish they teach us to be called so that stays in um enough about disney a lot of shit has came out since we've been in so So, um i'm just gonna start with yeah get started because if you ask me what i'm watching man it's gonna take probably another hour okay okay only murders in the building have you watched that season one i haven't gotten to season two yet because there's been way too much shit season two is good so what do you think of season one season one was great i loved it I had a, I really, really enjoyed it. I was looking forward to season two and then it just kind of like sneakily dropped and, and it dropped amongst a bunch of other shit. So I haven't been able to get to it, but I'm very much looking forward to it. Uh, Paul Rudd is joining for season three. So that's going to be great. Yes. Yeah. It should be, uh, yeah. 
the good cast, good writing, really solid show. Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai is great. Have not caught up to it, but uh, another, once again, like another one of those shows, like you get behind a little bit and then all of a sudden you're behind a lot. Oh, I get that. No, there are definitely ones that like, listen, Westworld, the 1970 movie Westworld was one of my favorite movies of all time. I could not make it through the series. I watched a couple episodes, fell behind, and I just was like, I guess I'll no just it. Yeah. yeah. Better Call Saul, man. I didn't, I've, I've gotten to like halfway through season one. I'm sure I'll get to it. I, it took me a long time to get to Breaking Bad. Everybody was super excited, but. Um, Better Call Saul's been really good. Like, I watched, like, I was up to speed with the first like three seasons, and then I kind of fell off. Um, then I started going back because they finished the, ep- the uh, show and the ending was supposed to be fucking spectacular. So uh, I'm going back and watching it little by little. There you go. That's a good show. Yeah. Uh, Marvel. Miss Marvel was a dope show. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, I only saw the first three episodes of She-Hawk. It's perfectly fine. Yeah, kind of weird. Like Disney has so much money and they put so much investment into these shows that they could have done way better with the CG for She-Hulk because it, it detracts from how good the show actually is. Like, it's funny. Um, it doesn't take itself too seriously, which Marvel totally needs right now because Marvel is totally up its own ass, like, super serious. And so having movies like Thor, Love and Thunder, and having She-Hulk come out where it's, they just don't take themselves too seriously. Like, they totally need the uh, those kind of properties. I would say, you know what I would say about Thor, Love and Thunder and I hate to say it, and maybe because I don't want to say that, like, Natalie Portman or, uh, yeah, it's Natalie Portman, right? Yeah. I don't want to say that she ruins Thor's movies, but quite frankly, when you went from Thor 1, Thor 2, and then you go to Thor 3, which I think is fucking a dope. It's the best of the Thor movies. It's wonderful. And you went to this one, it was like, it just there was so much of it that went back to that shit that I did not care about with the first two movies that I'm like, was that a good movie? Did I in, did I enjoy it? Like I can tell you, I liked Multiverse of Madness. I know I liked that movie, and I know I do not like the first and second Thor. I've only watched them a handful of times. I probably if there was a marathon, that's when I'd go get pizza. You know, they're like, let's watch all the Marvel movies. I'm like, all right, let me know when Thor one comes on, <laughs> and I'm gonna go swim for 45 minutes. Or I, I um. But Thor 4 felt very, oh, no, we're back to the same shit. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, Taika Waititi is still a great director. I, I didn't enjoy it as much as I enjoyed the third one. Um, I, I had really high hopes for it just because I do like uh, Lady Thor. Yeah. And, uh, the story, I, no, everything yeah, about it, the story should have been good. Like I said, I don't want to say it's Natalie Portman, but as of right now, like, it's Natalie Portman's fault. She's <laughs> gone. Spoilers alert. So the next Thor movie is hopefully great. Uh, what We Do in the Shadows, the TV show. Do you watch that? Yeah, dude, I love that show. Are you caught up with that? I am about two episodes behind now. Okay. Okay. I'm uh, four episodes into the the most recent season. Yeah, solid. Another I solid. love it. It's hilarious. It's a great yeah. show. Um, have you I seen have... Reservation Dogs? 
No, I'm aware of it. I've seen the yeah. visuals and everything. Now, they get lost in the fact that there's so much content streaming out there, but uh, do yourself a service and go watch at least like the first like four or five episodes of Reservation Dogs, another Taika Waititi property. Um, it's smart. It's well-written. It's funny. It's poignant. Uh, it's everything that you want in this show. It's really great. I would highly recommend it. Harley Quinn's back for season three. Have you watched the Harley Quinn show? No. Do you do Game of Thrones? Are you doing that? Yeah, show? dude. House of Dragons, man. That's a really I good show. Seen it? Is it? Yeah, okay. it's good. See, yeah, I don't know. I was it's really. Good. It's hard. It's hard, man. It's hard to go back to Westeros after they did me dirty at the end of. And I don't. I don't hate them. I just was like, man. You really got bad at writing at the very end. Is exactly how I felt about it. It, it, it. They're not necessarily bad at writing, but I felt I'm like, huh, I would not have gone that way. <laughs> yeah. Um, when uh, George Martin is kind of like, eh, that's not how the direction I would have gone. Right. Well, first of all, write your fucking book. So they would have had some source material to go off of. So don't blame them. But on the other hand, like, I, they set up the whole show for this one person to take over and like literally within the last like hour of the whole series, they're like, nah, yeah. psych, we're changing up. We're going to have this fucking paraplegic kid. Yeah. I'm. It's, it's untrustworthy. Now, strangely <laughs> enough, the show that I saw the pilot for that fucking does it exactly how you have to do it. I watched, I, I doubt you've seen this. But I watched the pilot for Quantum Leap. The new uh, it came out Monday on NBC. Dude, I, I knew it. I knew for a fact you were going to watch it. I yeah. you were a, you were a fan of the original one, and I it's right it. up your alley. Yeah, no, and it, the great thing is, and they and they did it so like almost like the way I designed this because sometimes I like to write in my own mind how shows continue. And I knew they'd eventually had to bring it back. And almost exactly how I would have done it, they did it. They, you know, they 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 treat the Dr. Sam Beckett as something that is known and treated by the government. You know, they're like, no, he just leaped from time to time, trying to put right what once were wrong. Like, so it was a super secret experiment, but now there's a whole other group of people. It, it's a it's it's a well-shaped show. Will it be as good as the original? I don't know, but I'm willing to give it a shot. It was, uh, it's exactly how I would have designed it. Though. Yeah. Thumbs up for whoever wrote the pilot episode of New Quantum Leap. If it sucks in three episodes, I take Fuck you. <laughs> but for now, we sing your praises. Right. You acknowledge, but he, they acknowledge Sam, they acknowledge Al. Ziggy's fucking part of it. My Alexa's name is now Ziggy because they've given you that option. So I'm like, up. totally cool so that's kind of mine all the top of my head you know cobra kai season the whatever the newest season is terry silver fucking ah, beautiful yeah it's a great ass season um but that's my major ones what are your major things what are the ones that you were like i'm gonna talk to james about tonight um did i talk to you about yellow jackets last time Another one I'm aware of. I don't do much with Amazon. It's Amazon, right? Uh, I think it's a Showtime Amazon partnership. Okay. But uh, we'll start off with there. Um, 
Yo Jackets was great. It has a very uh, Lord of the Flies kind of feel to it, um, but way more fucked up. So recommend that one. Uh, let's see. Currently watching House of Dragons, which was really good. Um, watching the new Lord of the Rings show. I really like it. Like, I can't believe how much people are shitting on it just because they have a little bit of, um, you know, diversity in the fucking cast. But every one of these people are um, fine, and it's a fun show to watch. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in real quick and say I have not watched Lord of the Rings, but part of me is like, fuck you, Lord of the Rings, because the reason that we don't have new Stargate, which Amazon also owns at this point, is because they spent a shit ton of money billion dollars on the Lord of the Rings show yeah yeah if they hadn't done that we would have Stargate the fourth series whatever Stargate's fourth series is and I am a huge fucking Stargate fan so I'm kind of mad at the Lord of the Rings about (laughs) well uh I'm more of a Lord of the Rings than a Stargate guy so I'm enjoying very much and it's kind of like the origin of Sauron so you know that's I think it's a, a really fun show so far um let's see i've seen a lot of movies bro i've the most recent movie i've seen is uh, money train with brad pitt oh yeah, yeah fuck yeah. dude that is such a great movie and i saw it once completely sober and then a second time on mushrooms and both times very very good highly recommend it it's funny it's full action uh really enjoyed that um the surprise movie of the summer was top gun maverick that fucking movie was great I really fucking enjoyed that movie. Really? You didn't see it? No. No. What was the last movie you saw in the theater? I haven't seen Frozen 2. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, You're no, way no, back, no. man. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm trying to think. I think I did go to a movie theater to see something. But yeah, I have no idea what it was. It didn't remotely stand out to me. Whatever it was I went and saw. Oh, I know what it was. It was the Bob's Burgers movie. Of course, I went to see huh. That's a good movie. I enjoy that movie. Yeah, it's good. I, I love Bob's Burgers. It's it's such a fun show. Um, let's see. So Top Gun, Maverick. Uh, I recently watched Black Phone, which is a Joe Hill um, short story that has been adapted to a movie with uh, Ethan Hawke. Uh, have you heard anything about Black Phone? I've seen the trailers for it. Yeah, it's a horror movie. It's set in 1970s uh, Denver. Uh, Ethan Hawke plays a uh, serial killer of children. And he kidnaps one kid, and he's con- the kid is contacted by the ghosts of all the other kids that the- have been kidnapped, um, and they help him try to escape. Uh, my- I had my parents watch this movie, and they're like, we lived in this neighborhood from the movie at the same time this movie was, was set. So theoretically, my sister could have been <laughs> out riding her bike, and this guy from the black phone could have snatched her up. So thankfully, that's, that's <laughs> it's wild. only fiction. Uh, Joe Hill, also Stephen King's kid. Um, he he's a great fucking writer. I mean, he's a great writer. I really enjoy his books when he uh, when they come out. Um, what else? I have seen so much shit. It's just hard to like put together. I think, like I said, Top Gun has probably been my favorite movie of the the whole summer. Uh, Bull Train was really fun. I definitely recommend Lord of the Rings shows. Uh, she Hulk is fine. Miss um, Marvel was a lot of fun. I really like the Miss Marvel comics, uh, and they did a really good job of. Um, balancing the comics where she's an inhuman and inhumans don't exist in the MCU. So being able to come up with a a new origin story for her was right. Well, and, but you saw it all the way through. You got the thing at the end 
you heard the sound at the end of Miss Marvel, right? What was it? Uh, you know, the guy talking about mutants, like she yeah, has a mutant went, in her. Yeah, and did the uh, yeah. I was like, to me, that is one of the coolest things. I actually, and I'm glad that you brought up that she was an inhuman and that they had to play it a little different because that of everything that they've done in the Marvel universe recently, I thought that was better than fucking uh, Patrick Stewart showing up as Xavier in Doctor Strange 2. Uh, that scene actually, I don't know, I like it. It was fun to watch, but then on the other end, I was like, well, that was also stupid. That yeah. little sound of X-Men from the 90s cartoon, uh, that was the perfect... That's all I needed to know. As soon as you said that, I was like, oh, okay, X-Men exists in Marvel Universe now because you played those four chords. Yeah, absolutely. Um, also, that part in uh, Multiverse Menace was the most frustrating part of any Marvel movie I've watched because you're like, cool, Reed Richards is here and uh, you know Charles Xavier and he's in the fucking Professor X uh, wheelchair. And then literally like five minutes later, they do this dumbest shit and they end up getting killed in the dumbest manner possible. Right. <laughs> like, what a waste of fucking uh, John Krasinski as uh, Mr. Fantastic. I mean, like, come on. And it, and it kind of like when when she snaps Xavier's neck, that could have been it. The other people, you know how you make that scene better? Everyone else survives... But she had, you go to a multiverse, you go to a different universe with Doctor Strange. You know what I mean? Yeah. Every else around. The moment it became not just snapping Professor X neck out of the blue and then killing everybody else in goofy ways, that's what made it bad. But if you got one of them in a way you want to suspect and the rest of them are still badass heroes, that seems a hundred, a thousand percent better. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But. The, the, the mutant noise, though, so dope. All right, so we talked about what we watched. We talked to the Dave. Dave gave me a uh, a little breakdown. He gave me an outline, a final outline. I know he, James we, loves his outlines. I do. I do. That's how I focus on things. I, I'm actually getting a whiteboard for my house. That's how the kids who live here know that I'm serious about needing to get shit done. Because I'm like, guys, there are too many of us living here. Air is too old. <laughs> we there's no way this house can run efficiently unless we have a whiteboard. Um, so weird enough, I'm just gonna go over it because this is what we did the first one, and it's always fun. We did the introduction, a quick one, because we, you know, I just turned it on and we were on Facebook. We did what we were up to, we did what we were smoking, we did our favorite thing. We should have just always done a TV or movie podcast. Because that's literally our favorite thing always to talk about it. Like it, most of this podcast is usually like 15% pot and all rest movies and pop culture. Um, very true. The mission of the show, yeah. I mean, I think we kind of addressed it. We, the real, why do we do it? I mean, why we did it wasn't actually the mission. The mission was, I think, I think my perception of the mission was just to get uh more information out there and like find our kind of tribe people who care about the shit that we care about we're like yo we like movies and we love getting blazed and we met a lot of cool friends 
because of this, you know? And so, I don't know. I don't know. Did we have, did you have a, did we have a mission? I don't know. If we well, I think our original idea was like, all right, so we have these awesome conversations at your place or at D's place. And um, we just talk about, we, we get high, we riff on pop culture. We're laughing and joking. I'm like, well, let's do that. You know, we do it. Weed is important and it's fun for our little our friend group here. And it's like, like what, what do you not see a lot of? You don't see a lot of people like reviewing weed and shit. So we're like, well, let's put these things together. Like we love weed and we want to, if we have a good experience and that's what we did really well in the first few, couple seasons was like, we would break down the weed and the experience that we had at the dispensaries and we would actively go out to different dispensaries. And then as like COVID came around, like you literally just went to the one dispensary and you got, you know, you found what you liked and we kind of went away from that. We did a few shows like we, we had, uh, we met Kitten, Kim Newbauer, who's our weed scientist. Uh, we had um, uh, Courtney on, of course. Uh, we had Harrison Zukas, who is a grower uh, for one of the biggest grows in Colorado. Um, so we got a, a lot of like really cool weed influence people. We have women in weed. Uh, we had that amazing episode. Um, but really, it just kind of... The weed aspect kind of became a, a little bit less, and then we just concentrated mostly on the pop culture um, while still getting very high, but we stopped putting the emphasis uh, as much on the weed and more on the pop culture. Right. Um, so that's that's kind of one of those things where like the show kind of found its voice, but the voice ended up not being what we originally intended. Sure. Um, yeah, we didn't really have much of a mission. It was just like, we're super funny when we're, in stone and talking about pop culture so let's bring this to the people right. um it opened a lot of doors for us we met some really cool people like you said because of it um but it, it just kind of morphed into what it is we didn't have a jerry Maguire statement nobody stayed up all night saying what we should do right because you know what until we made money real money no one should have a mission statement yeah. mission statement initially is make some money and so yeah, our, our, really our mission was just like, let's talk about cool shit and let's get high and have fun. Yeah. And if people, if you know, if we get four people watching this or uh, we had one episode that had over a thousand people watching this, uh, it's like, cool. Like, you know, we just, let's just get high, talk about weed and talk about pop culture. And that's kind of our mission. And if people watch, that was great. Yeah. Sometimes in the future, someday in the future, yeah, for no reason, it'll end up somewhere. We'll be on John Oliver. <laughs> be something that we said three years ago and yeah. random people will laugh at us um so we also addressed what we learned and what we accomplished but what's so what's next well first let me say there will always be a james's game in some fashion or other now how often they will happen who knows but i like creating games i like making people watch and i like bringing people on who are willing to play said games made up by me on live streaming for the entire, you know, five of us to watch or the entire world if it just so happens to be that day. But yeah, so James's game will still exist. But I mean, what's where is your creative outlet in Truckee Pacific in the future, Dave? What's happening? Where where is it going? What's happening? Um, great question. So um, we have an amazing podcast on the network. Uh, which I totally should know you uh, have listened to it. Um, it's the high tea with Felicia and Philip. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Dude, we uh I was able to I mean their numbers are fucking blowing up and they've been tied to Trucky Pacific in our podcast. And we uh they're so popular now that uh, we created a whole other account for them just so people can easily find their show. Um, so I'm up and getting those going and getting those episodes. Uh, if you have not listened to Philip and or Felicia and Philip, I highly, highly recommend. It's a great show. And if anything were to like blow up on Truckee Pacific, it's going to be this podcast. It's uh, they're real funny. A uh, couple of dudes on there. Um, we're still going to do like random uh, high podcasts every once in a while. Like if something big comes out in pop culture, uh, um, if uh, there's any kind of like life change or if we like, like I said, we get together to do a James's games. Um, I, I might even pop on with different guests um, every once in a while, just like if something interesting came up, um, you know, just to chat about it. Um, but Chucky Pacific is going to keep on going. Um, right. I know Santori and Potter girls, they're kind of taking a time and reevaluating if they want to continue on their shows. And if they don't, then awesome. Um, I know our friend Nicole from, Chicago, she's definitely looking to do something with our network. Um, so the network is going to keep trucking along. It's just that Mile High Podcast kind of has run its course for the most part, at least as a, uh, uh, a continuous show. I mean, like right. I said, random shows every once in a while, definitely James's Games. Uh, those are some of my favorites. Uh, Maya Bonnie, who's also a, a wonderful sponsor of Trucking Pacific, uh, she says she really loves James James's Games too. So uh, those are continue. And, um, you know, it's going to keep going. We're, yeah. We need this because it's an outlet for us to use our voice, to be creative, to, this is like one of the times where, you know, you and I can get together because, you know, our lives are so busy and we kind of, we don't live very close to each other. So this is a really good opportunity for us to wrap with each other. It truly is. It truly is. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. You know what? There's, there's videos um, that need to be made. I watch a lot of YouTube videos. I don't need, but uh, I like list videos. I know a lot about pop culture. There's some things I'm working on that uh, should show up through Trucking Pacific. I know Santori's working on some things. I'll try to get Delton and his band Serpent Milk off of TikTok and have them put full videos and shit through there as well. So like, yeah, Trucking Pacific, there's always, it's, it's a place that, you know, is always gonna rock. And you're right, we have a really strong podcast under Trucking Pacific at the moment and are working with Trucking Pacific at the moment. And we have things waiting in the wings. You know? Yeah. And Trucking and Mile High Podcast, uh, James and I have been discussing like what's going to be the future of the Mile High Podcast. Um, and I think YouTube is kind of going to be our outlet. So less doing like these live streams um, and more so doing like produced things where we have a script and we have, uh, an idea and we'll work on that we'll put some production into it and then put it you, up on youtube i think you should i love reading your uh those of you who are friends with dave on facebook uh he would write these things when him and dante would go and try new restaurants around denver and everything and uh i uh yeah, i really enjoy that yeah, the, the, your food journeys. I would watch you do a food journey because you write about it so well. Every time I read one, I was like, you should just recorded that, Dave. That's what I was. I think when I know I, I need to. I absolutely need to. I have, I've been slacking on the food journey or the the food adventures lately. Um, those also were a victim of 
changing circumstances, but um, I'm definitely planning on, you know, putting up uh, some more food adventures. Definitely. Uh, you know, I definitely want to get the Chucky, the Mahai podcast um, YouTube show up. Uh, but there's a, you know, there's a lot of shit we're doing. It's just like, this is not the only thing that we do. Um, we'll be putting shit up all the time. It's just like this entity is, itself is kind of running its course. Yeah, and so Dory's getting married in a year, so we'll definitely be at a bachelor party or stuff where you'll get a lot of content. <laughs> for um, sure. Yeah, last time Santori went to a bachelor party, it didn't end up so well for him. So we will do a much better job of taking care of him. <laughs> uh, so what are what are some of the your favorite memories of the show? I like the first show that we... Uh, <laughs> I still think that first show is the funniest show we've done. <laughs> The mysterious first show. I like the one where D just got up and walked out in the middle of it. He was like, "Well, that's it. I'm, he didn't say anything. He just stood up, <laughs> stood up and left." And we, and we knew because we've known D for as long as we have. We were like, "Well, that's it. He is done with this episode of the show." Um, I think one time I laughed so hard and took a big, such a big hit, I almost passed out. I just kind of fell on the ground. That was pretty. But that's when we were doing it in a really hot, like clam baked room, and there wasn't video. It yeah, was it was just audio. Yeah, and we started as just uh, audio, and we would film it or uh, record it at James's house. And uh, for those of you who don't know, the mysterious first episode, we got everything all set up. Um, we had this amazing kick ass um, uh, episode. We were laughing so hard, people were spitting shit out of their mouth. I mean, uh, what was the Randy Newman's uh, small uh, pizzas. Small pizzas. I mean, we were just laughing so hard, and then poor Chris like hit the wrong button and fucking completely deleted it. <laughs> so, and of course, that's how it works out because Chris is the most outside of D is the most technically inclined of it, and so we were like, we'll let the technically inclined one do it, and it just it <laughs> did not work out that well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So that would be my big. Those are, you know, and then I like when we got on the video, I liked how many, uh, we got a lot of people in and interacting, you know, yeah. we, had, uh, we had big shows with lots of guests here and there. I like going on the road and doing the shows uh, from like random people's houses, like Courtney showing up at Courtney's house and just, yeah, it. yeah, there were some cool little uh, adventures I liked when we went to that uh, weed Whatever thing we went to up near Boulder. That yeah, one. that's where we met Kim. Yeah, that's where we met Kim. That's right. Yeah, some of my memories, dude. Uh, I really enjoyed when we were together in your house because it was just like you, me, Mel. We, you know, I had outlines. We did research, and we like it was just it was a fun atmosphere where we just uh, were recording a podcast. We just were talking, and we just happened to have a microphone. Right. Um, when we started doing video, I really liked the episode with Hollywood Tony P. And this is why. Because we got away with talking shit about him to his face for like the like a good hour, hour and a half. And he was completely oblivious to it. And I loved seeing like you and your interaction with him because you've known him longer than anybody. And you were just like unrelenting. Uh, and you're doing it in a funny way. Not like, you know, outwardly right. being a dick. But we're like. We're totally shitting on this guy. And he, I'm not going to say like 
anything negative about him, but, you know, it was just nice to have this opportunity just to like, you know, vent a lot of pent up frustrations at this guy. Uh, I really, so I really enjoyed that. Um, I really, for as much as COVID fucked up the world, it opened up our opportunity to expand the show. So we started, like you said, having guests on. So I had my cousin Amanda, who is now the official singer of the Colorado Avalanche. And she's getting a lot of love because she was doing the uh, national anthem for the Colorado Avalanche during the, the playoffs and for the Stanley Cup. Um, so we had her on. Kim uh, Neubauer having her on. Uh, it was clearly her guest appearance. It was. Here. It was all because of us. Good yeah, over she the is popular. The Avalanche so, were like, now, now she's made it. Yeah, Let's... and you think that she'd be grateful and like hook us up with some tickets, but fuck no. Like, come on, man. It's all because of us that you're so right. famous. Right. Um, who else? We had like we had Kim on there. We met um uh our homegirl Nicole. She just happened to be doing uh uh a stand-up bit out in, in Denver, but she's originally from um like southern Illinois, and uh you know, having the the podcast on zoom was a we were able to bring her on we had a comedy fest uh where she did some stand-up and santori did some stand-up and we met so many different people we it's just been an, a really amazing opportunity um and bonnie was saying david b uh, was always good for laughing david was a great <laughs> he was a, a great guest on here because he didn't realize how high he was getting and then he was like Darius or like D, sorry, um, where he was just like, you know, leaving in the, in, before the show was over or um, he would just like go off on these tangents and or start laughing so hard he couldn't talk. So, yeah, David B was great on there. Um, yeah, Chef was good because he would just, just he never left the show, at least not a show that I was on in a normal way. Almost like I would say like 85 percent of the time it was somehow he just turned off his video and he would just say something and that was it. He's gone. Yep. Like that. that. Like we just lost Chef David. Yep. But uh, I'm very grateful for this show because we've met some really cool people. I still am in contact with Kim and she's an, uh, a really awesome uh, person to know. Um, we're in touch with Nicole. We're working on projects together with her. Um, she's an amazing comedian and out in Illinois. Um Getting to expand our audience to YouTube and Facebook. Oh, James is gone. Twitch. Bye, James. You know what, dude? I this is like the first show. I we're almost to the end of this show, and my computer hasn't fucking frozen up on me. So I think we found the the trick on the last episode. We finally figured out how to make sure that my computer doesn't fucking blow up in the middle of the, the episode. And that um, is to go outside. Yeah. <laughs> Or have you in charge of Zoom because my computer is so fucking old I can't operate all these different programs at the same time. There you go. Um, but I, I'm very grateful for everything that we've done. Like we went to that 710 convention. Uh, I went to Denver Dab Fest with uh, Chef David and um, talked about our show with a bunch of people there. We met some like super cool people. Harrison Zukas is one of the big names in growing cannabis in Colorado. Um, we all, and uh, Liz Geiselman who oh look at that cute kitty uh liz geiselman was a uh, uh a, a cannabis lobbyist that i met through chef david um but uh you know she uh talked about like oh i've heard of your show and when we go to dispensaries people are like oh i've heard of your show or, i've listened to your show i think that was one of the coolest things about 
being a part of this podcast. Like we'd go like, you know, I would put down uh, business cards or whatnot. And then all the business cards would be gone when we go back and the, the bartenders would be like, oh yeah, man, check your show out. And we would give love to these bartenders too. And that was kind of neat. Uh, yeah, that was fun to be quasi-recognized at uh, dispensaries. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I've heard your show. I'm like, yeah, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, like, man. give you something. Like the, there was this one place that gave us uh, edibles because they were like, hey, from, thanks for promoting us on your show. I was like, you're welcome. You have a very Godfather kind of vibe right now. Have you ever seen The Godfather where Vito Corleone's like petting that cat in his lap as he's uh, talking business? That's what I was, that's what I was going for. <laughs> but I have not seen The Godfather. What? What? Are you fucking kidding me, bro? No, I haven't seen it in a long time. Uh, you've seen it before, though, right? We've seen it. You've seen it once. Yeah, I've seen it once. Okay. So we can remain friends. I don't <laughs> care for it. I don't care for The Godfather. I like mobsters. I like Once Upon a Time in America. Um, Goodfellas is a good one. No, Bugsy, Bootworm Baby is a good one. Bugsy over the Godfather? Come on. I'm going to say over the Godfather. Okay. The Godfather is one of those movies that I'm like, I have to very much be in a mood to be able to watch The Godfather. Yeah, for sure. I get that. I don't even know if I ever get to that mood anymore. (laughs) What I need is a 1940 Italian. So what's funny is like when it would come up, you know, even five years ago, like it'd come up on cable and like, oh, cool, Godfather's on. I'll start watching it. But I don't have cable and very few people I know anymore have cable. So you have to actually go out and find these movies. And you're right. Like, hmm, I really feel like sitting through a three hour movie of some 1940s era mobsters. Right. As much as I love the movie, I don't really find myself in that in that mood. Like, hmm. I'll go and watch. I'll go watch like Andor, which just dropped today. I'm going to give a quick plug to Andor. Andor is a great show, a Star Wars show. It's a prequel to the Rogue One, which happens to be your favorite Star Wars movie. It is my favorite Star Wars movie, yes. I may have to check the one out. I try. I watched first season of The Mandalorian, and I was like, yeah. I haven't watched any more Star Wars after that. I want to say my dad is rolling a final doobie for the Mile High podcast. After about five minutes, be funny and speak slowly. All right. Cool. I am already speaking slowly, so I, I, I think I always talk fast. Right. I don't know how much slower I can talk. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man. Good well, it's been fun doing this show with you, man. Like, just like working together and uh, just we never really did anything creative together. And so I think we uh, we worked really well. We grew this thing pretty, pretty awesomely, pretty well. We did. Um, just fun, like, bouncing ideas off each other um we always had the idea of like best idea wins um we always like we're just throughout the week just like throw what do you want to do this week let's come up with this idea let's work on this let's have this kind of angle let's do a a women all women show um that's one thing also about us is like it wasn't just us Uh, mel was such a huge part of the show and i want to give some love to her um because Chris went off after that first episode, uh, Chris left. And so it was, Mel just like, James was telling her like, 
just so you know, you're on our show now, like join us. And she ended up being such a, a crucial part of the show. Uh, she led all the, the women of weed and the all female shows. Um, you know, I got to give a huge shout out to her because she did was such a huge part of the, the show that uh, we definitely need to give her some love. Yeah, no, Mel was pretty amazing. In fact, ladies and gentlemen, a special guest for Dave right now while I escape off the screen. Ladies and gentlemen, here's Mel. Mel, take a seat. Hello. Hi. How's everybody doing? We're so good. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks. I love your hair. And I remember you used to have to put on a wig, a blonde wig to join the show. And then finally you have your own blonde hair so yeah yeah here's the story is I knew I was going on this show I knew it was about weed and I worked for a company that was not friendly and um so to protect my identity I bought a wig at a flea market and I looked at myself on the video and I was like oh I kind of like the blonde <laughs> That's funny. so once I got to be myself I figured keep the hair color well you look great uh, it's so nice to see you uh, I was actually just saying like you know, we're so uh, grateful that you joined the show uh, after that first episode, Chris left, and then you just kind of jumped in and then you've been such a huge part of the show and making the show what it is. Um, you know, the episodes that you hosted, like the, the women of weed and the all women shows are amongst our best episodes that we put out there. And you know, I'm very, very grateful to you for all the work you put in for us. And uh, I really enjoyed like getting to know you because like we kind of, we've chatted before, but like, never to this extent, like getting to like really know each other on a, a deeper level. So I've really enjoyed that. Really enjoyed, uh, you know, getting to hear your perspective. You have such a, a unique perspective than James and I were, we're relatively similar, but you are different. You gave us a, a whole other voice. And I, I really love that. It was an honor. Um, I'm not usually a front of house type of person. So thank you for that. You know, um, it was, it, it's been a pleasure this, this whole time. And I'm so glad that I got to be part of it. Yeah. Uh, do you have any memories that stick out? Like a couple of memories that uh, really stick out to you? You know, for me, honestly, the memory that stands out to me the most is just, and I don't think anybody on the show ever actually saw it. It's the orange room in my house where we recorded at first. Yeah. And every time I, that room's not orange anymore. It doesn't have carpet anymore. It's got wood now and it's got like a purple wall. But every time I go in there, I think of, how we started with these like four, sometimes six people packed into this room with just like a table and it was just hot and sweaty so hot. and smoky. It was very hot. <laughs> Every time I walk in there, I, I think about that, you know, if these walls could talk kind of moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, that room, it was so funny. Like every time we'd be, we would finish the, uh, the episode, we would like open the door and it'd be like a rush of cool air came out, and then it looked like fucking the back of Spicoli's van. It was just like this big cloud of weed smoke came out of the room and just like filled the entire house. Yeah. And I would be so fucking high that like I'd have to hang around with you guys for a few minutes so I got you know under control a little before I left because you guys live kind of over by the airport. Yeah. So kind of behind um, most people. Yeah. No, so, definitely that. And um, the girls, the women's women in weed show stands out to me. That was awesome to be able to like be a part of that and promote women in any industry. Um, you know, is obviously a, a cause that's near and dear to my heart. Um, and I, I thought 
the information in there was just amazing. Um, I really loved it. You know, you set down some serious women, you can get some really good information out of them. Absolutely. Yeah. I loved uh, watching that episode. Uh, all the, the, the all women episodes were really fun. Yeah. And I, I, I think that it, it used to be where women were severely overlooked in the industry mm-hmm. or like ever looked at as people like you who are very professional in what they do, but also happen to smoke a bunch of weed. Yep. Like yeah. people, I don't know if too many people realize that. And then like, you know, women didn't seem to have much of a voice in the cannabis world. And I think we did a really good job of uh, giving women a voice and, now you look at it like half my team is women and my company, the, the main um, uh, bosses I have are all women from the president down to my, my boss, like all women and women sure. play such a huge part in the cannabis industry. Now it's uh, really great to see. I'm glad to hear that. I'm yeah, glad. Absolutely. so glad to hear that. Um, yeah. You know, the show, it, I didn't end up going into the cannabis industry, but the show is part of why I, like, having to hide who I was in order to be a part of it um, made me realize I didn't like my, my job, quite honestly. Mm-hmm. And, um, so yes, I've had to step back for school and everything, but it is part of why I have made the changes I've made in my own life. Like the show inspired me to be like, to be like, you know, myself around everybody, like there's nothing wrong with who we are. So like, I think there's a certain image about stoner women in particular that I just kind of wanted to break that stereotype a little bit like yeah. there are tons of suburban moms out there that are 420 every day all day um, absolutely i know. see them i see them i on the first day of school out here i had a parade of fucking teachers coming in and like most of them were women and they were wearing their cherry creek schools badges and shit and mm-hmm. they're like kind of like oh don't tell anybody i'm like i'm not like don't be shy like you're gonna go um you're gonna have to fucking deal with a bunch of screaming kids all day like absolutely fucking find your center for sure and it's legal so like it's legal yeah on our business you know <laughs> absolutely yeah yeah right on well it's been such an honor to have you on this show i've like really enjoyed it you made our show really what it was because uh if it was just me and james it definitely wouldn't have uh gone as far as it did you really gave us a wonderful uh aspect a wonderful voice to the show so thank you again it's been a pleasure i hope to have time again sometime we will absolutely all right see a special guest right near the end yeah man it's been good i look forward to what we uh have going on in the future oh can i plug something very quickly no This is not a personal thing or anything. I just want to mention, with it being the end of September, that September is Suicide Prevention Awareness Month. This is something that's actually I'm going to get back to school to work in um, full time is suicide prevention. So if there's any of our listeners out there who are struggling and just need um, someone to talk to, just want to remind you there is a line out there. It is 988. That's the whole phone number. They're available 24-7. And I just want to clarify, this is if you're struggling with anything, you don't have to be suicidal to call. It's suicide prevention, which means we want to preemptively connect with you if possible. That is all. Thank you. Yeah, it's a great message. Good plug. It's a good plug. Well, Dave, what do you think? You know, uh, what do you say before? Um, I do. Uh, I want to say go to Amazon and get my book race to space event horizon three 
uh, that's out on paperbook. I'm finishing up the audiobook right now. It's on uh, ebook. I really enjoy it. Uh, I'm back into writing. Uh, I'm writing a really fun story right now. Um, so keep uh, you know go to uh, keep wa- uh, following the Mile High Pacific and the Chucky Pacific pages. Uh, if you can go to the David Hawk author page. Um, and I have some stuff coming out there, which is, you know, I'm still working on it and stuff might be taking longer to, to pump out, but still working on that shit, but definitely go to Amazon, look for Racy Space Event Horizon 3. Excellent. Yes, definitely go check out Dave Hawk, uh, the Race Through Space series. Um, and yeah, always come back to Trekking Pacific. I don't know what will be out. You know, you can always go to Mount Shore. I'm selling a bunch of shit there still. It's some cool shit, and the recession or uh, inflation hasn't hit us. It's exactly as expensive as it was six months ago. So you're basically getting a deal now. Um, but yeah, no, go to Trucking Pacific. Check us out. Check out everything that's connected through any of our channels. Uh, you will see more from all of us. Santori's got something working. I know he does. So uh with that, man, David, has been an honor to do this show. Yeah, it's been super fun, man. Some great memories. And uh, we uh, accomplished so much more than we ever thought we would. And it's been great doing it with one of my best friends of all time. So uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a blast. Thank you guys who all came out here to watch us do this. And uh, we'll see you in the future. Uh, and thank you to everybody who watched. Like That's a huge thing. Like Thank you to everybody who watched and participated. Uh, Rob Roberts, uh, I want to give a huge shout out to him because he follows everything on Trekking Pacific and um, he comments on everything. A huge shout out to Santori. Uh, he's been a huge part of our show. Uh, we love him and he's watching tonight too. And uh, he's one of the greatest people in the world. Uh, my parents have been nothing but supportive to us. Uh, my family at one point, like all of the people on the Zoom screen were of my family. And yeah, all the people who were commenting were my family. So I want to give a shout out to my family because they've been hugely supportive. Uh, I, can, I could not have done anything I've uh, been able to do in the last few years if it wasn't for them. So, And thank you, man. Thank you for just being a, a great friend. And you've, yeah. had, you've dealt with a, a lot of shit. Uh, and so it's been nice. Like, like just getting to know you on a different level, getting to create with you. Yeah, man. It's been really just, fun. Yeah. You're such a cool dude, and you're such a kind person. You have such a big heart, and uh, uh, just getting that out into the world has been a real pleasure. So, Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's great to be able to do neat things that help the world, and it's even better when you get to do them with friends. So Absolutely. That's, that's really cool. So. Alright, right, guys. Peace out. Thank you all, and we'll see you in the future. Have a good night, guys. Good night, Mel. This has been a Truckee Pacific production. For sponsorship inquiries and comments, go to the Mile High Podcast at gmail.com.